everyone. Does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Productivity porn has created a business around making you think that constantly being productive will lead to a fulfilling life. However, this mindset has created unhappy, anxious, and burnt out people. On our podcast, we aim to entertain by providing useless information just for the joy of it and giving you time in the day to stop the gears of capitalism. And if you're thinking, what's the point of this podcast? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 11 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. Hi, I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I am on an Eminem kick. I literally cannot stop listening to Eminem. <laughs> Help. <laughs> and I'm Courtney, and I became a dog chauffeur this week. Wow, look at us. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> Crazy week, guys. Crazy week. <laughs> a dog chauffeur. That's a very classy way to say it (laughs) yeah i mean like when the guy reached out to me and like asked me to start driving his dog around he was like would you be interested in being a a dog taxi (laughs) and i was like i've never thought about it before but sure and then so yeah i basically just yeah i could just drive his dog around and when he sends me e-transfers in the little memo it says dog taxi <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's what I am. I'm the dog taxi now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could be like, yeah, I'm a driver. Oh, for what celebrity? Wow, I wonder who. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Fox. That is so cute. That sounds like a celebrity. I drive it around does. Mr. Fox. I drive Mrs. It's Mrs. Oh, I'm She's sorry. Very pretty girl. My bad. Yeah. I did not mean to assume <laughs> her gender. <laughs> Yeah, Mrs. Just, you know, I drive Fox. around Mrs. Fox. That's even classier. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I can be mysterious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see it. I see it. Pull up in your black Escalade. I wish. Okay, guys, real quick, my favorite Eminem song this week yeah. today. Because yesterday, I mean, it changes day to day, but today my favorite. But what Eminem triggered song? this? Like, um, okay, so <laughs> how did oh you just God. suddenly remember that they exist again? <laughs> Everything or that he exists again. Back to Gossip Girl. Oh no! <laughs> I haven't watched. I Gossip thought that was over. December. I know, but like they they had this one amazing song on it by Eminem called Spacebound on there, and like it always reminds me of Blair and Chuck because I love them so much. And um, ever since then, like I just kind of went for a break and just listened to that one song for like months. And then literally like four days ago, I started listening to. I listened to Stan. I listened to this other song. Um, uh not superman i don't remember what it's called but anyways today my favorite song is called we made you so much fun and trisha paytas is in it she's in the music video and i had no idea she's like eating a burger in it and like she like grinds on eminem on marshall Matters. i don't know who that is ah, you who don't know who, trisha paytas is? who is that no oh okay she's like a youtube personality <laughs> and she's oh, like okay. she's great she's so much fun i love her so much if you don't like Trisha Paytas, I mean, there I respect you your opinion and I understand, but I'm a stan. And uh, <laughs> if anyone ever wants to talk Trisha, I'm here. <laughs> Have you seen that yeah. um, music video that Justin Bieber is in? The one, it's like Drake's video. And then he like gets oh, yeah. Justin Bieber to like. Pop star. There's a lot of YouTubers in that one. There is? Oh yeah, Zayn is in that King... from, from the Vlog Squad. I think like, is King Bach? Oh, I don't know who that is. But YouTuber? That sounds... Yeah, 
Yeah, King Bach is in it. Apparently, he's a big that's YouTuber so cool. that's like got into acting now. Yeah. Is he totally irrelevant? I but the whole reason that they shot that music video with Justin was because it needed to like be filmed in Canada or something like that. And they were like, we can't go there because of COVID. So they like did it all no. in one place or something. No. What was no. It? So what actually happened, I think, was that Drake was in Canada, but Justin was in the States. Oh, like if you look at the music video, it doesn't look like he's in yeah you're right i just realized like palm trees and stuff like that in la yeah yeah Yeah, so i think that was the issue that drake couldn't film because he was in canada so he called his canadian friend who was in the states to do it bring canada up one step at a time guys starting with this podcast we're gonna bring you guys up we're gonna bring (laughs) you up every musician new musicians every week coming for you unless we don't have a musician that week (laughs) like this week we're always open, yeah, which is this week, but we're always open to new music. So please, if Hit you know us anyone, up. Mm-hmm, and we will feature you in the first and last bit of the podcast. Very and valuable places. And the middle, yeah. So can't go wrong. It's a lot of places. <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone clicks on the podcast, wants to listen to our beautiful voices, and the first thing they hear is your beautiful voice. Oh instant impression, instant good yeah. impression. And then you get to hear us. <laughs> Hype yeah. you up too. Yeah. And we're good hype men, let me just say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to put a disclaimer too that um our musical guests don't always support our opinions, and that is just a <laughs> general disclaimer. <laughs> yes, that yes. If your music is on one of the episodes, if you like nobody's gonna hold you to the opinions that we state in that episode. So mm-hmm. you're totally free, you know, it's just some publicity. We just want to bring you guys up with us. <laughs> this is a safe space. This, yeah, this everyone is, is allowed to disagree with us. Our yes. opinions aren't all encompassing. Don't worry. Yeah. And they're not solid. I mean, opinions change, right? So that's why they're opinions, not facts. Exactly. Hey everyone. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about the polls from last week. If you want access to our weekly polls about our um Sorry, <laughs> someone, someone sent me a notification. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want access to our weekly polls about our opinions that we listen, that we talked about in the podcast, follow us on Instagram at very.unimportant.people. So the first question was, do you think pretty privilege is real? With the resounding 90% yes. Hell yeah. We have con- concurred that. Confirmed. Yes, pretty privilege. Confirmed. <laughs> Yes, that's the word. <laughs> we have confirmed that pretty privilege is, in fact, real. 10% of people don't think so, but, you know, who knows what's going on in their brains. Okay, so the second one... <laughs> the second one was... Should we, as a society, get rid of job interviews for retail positions? Mm. Very relevant. This one hurt. 62% of you said No. 62% of you believe that job interviews are still relevant in the retail industry today. Oh. Why? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Who who loves job interviews, guys? Did you listen? Did they listen to the episode? Did they hear the That's facts? A good question. The facts about how useless they are. Guys, <laughs> let me know. Honestly, This one wasn't please one of those ones, you know? DM us if you think yeah. they're still relevant. I'm really curious as to why you think so, because I truly do not understand. Yeah, let us know. Comment on our posts. We love interacting with you guys on IG, so definitely do that. And then the last one was a little bit of a personal question. Do jobs that hire you on the spot 
always put you through hell. Yes or no? Um, luckily, well, I mean, this one was a close one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 58% of you said yes, they do put you through hell. And 42% of you said no. Interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. I mean, I stand with the 58% yeah, if, because every job that's hired me on the spot has put me through hell. If 42% so. of you could just shoot us an email and let us know where you work, that would be great. Um, yeah. Jobs that hire you on the spot Maybe? that don't put you through hell? I would really love to know because I would be happy to work there. So I know, right? Maybe they're working at, maybe their resume is like amazing and they're just the best person for the job and it's a very prestigious job, like a dentist or something, right? So they're like, yeah. Hold on. (laughs) I don't think there's any dentists, doctors of any kind listening that are hired on the spot. No, listening to our podcast, Lydia. Oh. <laughs> that follow us on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think That's so. That's a very good point. I don't think so. Take back the dentist. Thing. I'm sorry. If you are, let me know because that would be shocking because yeah, this is not very intelligent content. <laughs> but <clears throat> love that. I mean, we stand dentists. Yeah, we still welcome. Um, but yeah, that was great. Welcome to the dentists of the world. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for participating guys uh, tune in on Tuesday on our Instagram the pot, the poll usually goes till Wednesday they're 24 hours so you can do it anytime on Tuesday or Wednesday and we'd love to hear your opinions about this week's episode uh, thank you very much All did right. you dye your hair? yeah <laughs> oh my god it looks so good you dyed it black <gasps> guys I told her to dye it black a couple weeks ago and she dyed it black oh my god we've been talking for an hour <laughs> Also, okay, take in. I dyed it this weekend. Yeah. And, like, Janine's the only person that I actually, like, told that I dyed my hair. But since the weekend, I have um, gone to class in a classroom full of people that I see every single week. Done a group presentation with people who I met with on multiple occasions. Um, Talked to my parents. Had a video call with my parents. um, Had another class this morning with more people that I've seen every single week this year. Not a single person has noticed. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I noticed so thanks, thirty Lydia. minutes in, but I still noticed. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I mean, it looks good. It's fine because, like, I really just dyed it like darker brown to what it was, so I didn't really oh, okay. expect it to be a huge difference. Oh my god! Well, now that I noticed it, like, oh, I knew you looked more tan. I was sitting there at the very beginning, and I was like, "Why does she look so tan? Like, your skin is Why glowing." Interesting. I don't. I know I that's the opposite I effect I thought it would have tan. too, but. It looks really good. Thanks. Mm. All right. Um, should we jump into opinions then? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so excited. I think it's your turn to start this week. I think it is my turn to start this week. And this is going to be a little bit of a journey because it's not really like a fully formed opinion yet, but it started really with a question. And just to kind of like set the scene a little bit, it was late at night. I was driving through downtown Victoria and I looked into like a storefront and there was like a naked mannequin there, but the mannequin, it was like a female body and it had nipples and like, Mm. it just, it just threw me into this whole thought of like, (laughs) why do mannequins have nipples? Like it really confuses me as to why mannequins have nipples because like as a female in society, I'm always told to like 
make sure your nipples don't show and like cover up your nipples. Like you're not supposed that that's a bad thing. You're not supposed to let your nipples show. Yeah. But then why would they purposely put it on a mannequin? Like are they cover are they putting a bra on the mannequin to cover it up or are they just showing all the clothing with nipples poking through? And then why can mannequins do it, but I can't? <laughs> it just really confuses me. I don't get it. And um, there's a lot of people on Reddit, apparently, that are also as confused as I am, nice. which I was a little bit grateful for. So I'm going to cover some of the points that I found on Reddit. One thing that I noticed is that, like, most of the people who asked this question on Reddit, they were immediately, like, attacked by everybody oh my God. on Reddit. And everybody on Reddit was like, well, why are you looking at them anyways? Uh, it- oh, my God. That is very <laughs> As if rude. it was, like, a real person's body. As if they were, like... <laughs> Asking why humans have nipples. Like, that wasn't the question. Like, it's weird that this plastic body has a nipple on it. And people it's, just, like, instantly attack the person who asked the question, being like, you're weird for looking at a mannequin's boobs. What the fuck? Like, someone had to go in and make that mannequin out of clay and had to give it that's nipples. That's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's even weirder. So I just kind of thought that was interesting, that that was people's, like, immediate stance was to defend the mannequin. Yeah, guys, um, don't come for Courtney in the comments. I mean, like... This is a regular opinion to have. Like, it's okay. We don't we don't fight yeah. people. We can disagree. <laughs> I'm really sorry if, like, the word nipple makes you uncomfortable, but I'm going to be saying it a lot. So if you're one of those people, fast forward to the video <laughs> section. Um, so also, apparently, nipple putting nipples on mannequins is a really new thing to happen. It didn't used to happen, but it apparently they only put the nipples on mannequins that are supposed to represent young bodies. So if there's mannequins in like stores ew. modeled for older clothing, there's immediately no on ew. Them. they're only in the young stores. Immediately ew. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Kind of fucked up. Kind of no, fucked up. I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> and then um there were some people like defending the decision to put nipples on a mannequin, saying that they put them there so that you can see um how well the clothing covers covers up nipples basically that's which like i don't know about you but personally that's not something i look for in shirts because yeah that's not a really valid thing like people have been conditioned into wearing like bras and stuff like that so there would never be a situation really that like people are walking around that often like i've also seen nipples poking through shirts on mannequins and are they basically just trying to tell me how bad quality their shirts are like based on that <laughs> argument that they're trying to like i've seen it before yeah it clearly doesn't work and what then the also fuck? my this is a mind like fuck. my question with that too is that nothing about a mannequin's body really represents like a real human body like they're mm. just you know like their proportions are not correct yeah 100%. so why would you argue that like you're trying to make them more anatomically correct by putting nipples on them, but then just not address the rest of the body. Like, you can't use that (laughs) argument for, like, to put nipples on them, but then just completely disregard the fact that the rest of the body isn't anatomically correct. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, I'm very disturbed. I'm just thinking about how (laughs) sexualized... Why are we sexualizing mannequins? Uh, I know, I know. Guys. (laughs) Um... So one of the arguments that was used by a lot of people also, like, rebuttaling this point about the nipple makes it, like, more anatomically anatom- anatomically correct 
um, was that, like, if they're putting mannequins on nipples, why aren't they also showing mannequins with, like, camel toes? <laughs> if they're putting mannequins on nipples? Did I say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're putting nipples on mannequins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nipples Sorry. Go, n- nipples, <laughs> nipples on mannequins. Like, why aren't they making mannequins with camel toes? Yeah. And, like, mannequins with, you know, the proper male autonomy organs. down there yeah why isn't there a vulva on the mannequin huh oh my god huh? just Capitalism standing explained. on the line of sex tall sex doll and like it's store creepy. thing to sell clothes and to like see how it would look on you which is also stupid because like 0.1 percent of the population looks like a mannequin you know what i mean like a lot of people are just not mm that shape like you were saying it's such a barbie thing to see a mannequin and be like yeah that's what the clothes are gonna look on look like on me too like it's never true like damn my nipples are gonna look awesome (laughs) in that piece of clothing (laughs) and like to kind of go off of that some people uh, sorry not some people but apparently um like not only are they only putting nipples on like the young bodies bodies the mannequins bodies um Mm -hmm. But they're using those mannequins only to sell, like, more sexy clothing. So, like, tighter clothing, clothing that would, like, reveal a nipple. Oh. So. Okay. It's kind of, like, directly a sexual thing. Wow. To, like, sexualize. Very upsetting. Mannequins (laughs) to sell clothing. That's so Um, sad. And we're selling it to young women who, like, don't need to hear that, who don't need to be exposed to that that early on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, it's just kind of sad. Like, and I've always had this thought that's always like really confused me about how it seems like everybody else is allowed to like sexualize the bodies of women, but like women can't do it to their own bodies. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. So, like, if you like wear revealing clothing or like are promiscuous, you're like slammed by society, but like the rest yeah. of society is allowed to sexualize you, but you can't do it to yourself. And like, this kind of reminded me of that because it's like they're using the nipple (laughs) to sell the clothing but then when i wear the clothing i'm not allowed to do that yeah what the fuck and that really confuses me where is the logic clothing stores um i also found like a little poem about (laughs) nipples on mannequins (laughs) that i thought that i would recite for you it's very short but i thought that it was cool (laughs) it says mannequins are thin they have no thoughts they have nipples why do mannequins have nipples? That was amazing. Thank you. And that's the poem. <laughs> they have no thoughts, but they have nipples. They have nipples and they're thin. I mean, the correlation is clear. <laughs> it just makes no sense, right? It's weird. Do male mannequins have nipples too? I normally don't see them with nipples. Unless it's in sports stores. In like Adidas Yeah, I don't stuff. even know. The men mannequins have nipples. But, like, I would think I would understand the argument of trying to show how well the clothing disguises a nipple more for male mannequins because yeah. they don't ha- men don't have bras to wear to cover up their nipples. So it would make more sense for them to do that on a male mannequin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But men aren't actually asked help. to cover up nipples as much as women are. Like, they can walk around shirtless, for example, right? Like that's true that's true but really i'm like i feel like that. i'm still distracted if a man has like <laughs> yeah just like really erect I mean, nipples fair. while i'm talking yeah. to him 
<laughs> yeah, true. I guess that's the male thought process behind seeing like women's nipples too. Is they're like nice. <laughs> they that's not my thought process mean. though. When I see a man's nipples, I'm not like nice. I'm like, yeah, I know. But you... that just proves how different men and women are. You know, like men are like nice, and women are like, oh god, I shouldn't to do this so anymore. Nice. Yeah, it yeah, it's just weird. And then um, there was like this study that was done by the University of Liverpool in the UK where they looked at 17 um, national fashion retailers. And they found that they did, they looked at both like male and female mannequins, and they found that every single female mannequin um, was underweight, where only 8% of male mannequins were underweight. What the fuck? Isn't that oh fucked God. up? And they actually said that the female mannequins were, like, not only underweight, but that the bodies that they had were medically unhealthy bodies. <gasps> what? And oh that just got me thinking about, God. like, like, the assumptions that you have when you're buying clothing. Like, if you're buying a shirt because it looked good on the mannequin, like, you're never going to be happy with yourself or with that shirt because you're going to bring it home and, like, if a shirt looks good on an unhealthy body, it's probably not going to look good on a healthy body. Yeah. And then I was like, "Are is clothing even designed for healthy bodies? What a terrible message. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, like, directly from the imaging that, like, mannequins give us triggers a lot of eating disorders. Yeah. And I think it's really sad because we're literally trying to look like literal, like, hunks of plastic unhealthy pieces of plastic that were created in a factory and we're like yes that is the ideal body type and it's literally just a hunk of plastic that someone slapped some nipples on and said buy this t-shirt oh my god like why are we assuming that this is the body to display clothing like it doesn't have to be like that you know try it on see if it looks good on you if it doesn't look good on you and you like it buy it anyways <laughs> like, yeah, and i just like, oh, don't understand how mannequins are even supposed to like convince us that we should buy that those clothes because when i look at a mannequin's body it's very clearly not my own body yeah so like i'm immediately in my head thinking of the ways that my body is different and why that shirt will or will not look better or mm-hmm. worse on my body so i don't really understand why we put it on the mannequin in the first place because like nobody has the body that the mannequin has like if we made yeah. realistic mannequins and like yeah. a diverse variety of mannequins that could display the shirt that would be different but if no one has that body i don't understand why they do it maybe it's that mentality that uh brandy melville and like abercrombie and fitch had like back in the day when they were like we only sell to skinny people and like brandy melville is like oh it's one size fits all or one size fits most and if it doesn't Mm -hmm. fit you then like you're not healthy and so it's kind of this elite club that only like people with a certain body type then are kind of considered cool because they can shop there Mm -hmm. and they can like actually get those clothes so maybe it's kind of that mindset where they're like trying to get women to look like if you if you look like the mannequin then like all the clothes look good on you yeah uh, or maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's a similar around where they're trying to like sell the body to like convince you that if you buy this shirt like not you will have this body but 
I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah it's okay. I botched. But you know how you <laughs> you know how they like market like technology and phones by showing like really like rich people or people that have really great lives using them to kind of just yeah. like sell the idea that if you have this phone, you'll have a great life. Yeah. Maybe they're doing that with clothes that like if you buy this shirt, you'll have a great body mm. like this mannequin does who's wearing the shirt. And perky nipples. <laughs> and perky nipples that you will then have to cover up. Yeah. You'll never because be the mannequin may show their nipples, but you may not. Excuse yeah, me. That's Please really stay weird. in your lane. Ugh, I don't understand. Okay. And then I also found out this really, I mean, to me, it's a really creepy fact but some mannequins are spying on us. Ah. Explain, okay. please. This started in 2012, um, where this, like, uproar happened because some luxury stores are buying mannequins that cost about $5,000 that have cameras as oh. eyes and that can listen to you. No. And what these mannequins <laughs> do are um, they record basically like the number of shoppers that stop and look at the clothes on the mannequin. And then they record how long that person is standing there. They record the gender of that person, the race of that person, and the age of that person. And then they listen for keywords about like if they're interested in the clothes so that the luxury brands can start um, designing advertisements to hit the demographics <gasps> of people who are interested in buying those clothes based on who's watching them the longest, like who's standing there and staring at them the longest. Wow. That is a vile invasion of privacy. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that wild? That's the lengths these people will go to to sell something is insane. That's Isn't that crazy? And like they That's don't like the craziest store... marketing. Oh my god! They don't store any like images of you, so I guess technically they're allowed to do it. They just store like the data that they get from the images. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> That's... But <laughs> That's so um, there were like some psychologists that were saying that this has like a really weird psychological effect on people because when we like see cameras that are obviously cameras, we think about them as like the technology is watching us like we never think about like the person behind that camera we just think like oh it's like the camera's watching what i'm doing we're not thinking about like the person sitting behind the screen like watching the video um and like basically by putting cameras out stores are making it very clear what they're doing right and normally stores made it very obvious that they were putting cameras out because cameras were specifically for stopping theft So, like, they wanted to make it obvious that there was somebody watching you and, like, there's these cameras watching you. So, they kind of worked in that way. But the idea of the mannequin watching us makes people, like, really uncomfortable because it's almost like we're being monitored by this, like, quasi-person because mannequins look like people. And I find it really weird that they chose to make the two eyes cameras. I find that really creepy. Like, you could have put the camera anywhere. Oh, my God. Like, it's not a real person. Like, you could have put it anywhere to, like better monitor people or be like at eye level with people because normally mannequins are like higher yeah than you are but they literally chose to put the eyes as cameras and that freaks me out so much why did they have to do that that? oh my god that's so creepy that sounds like a horror movie waiting to Mm -hmm. happen like the mannequin becomes autonomous comes to life and like tries to kill everybody what i don't understand is why they can't take data from the cameras that are just around the store to prevent already there 
Mm-hmm. Like, why can't they yeah. just use that data? That wouldn't, like, that why makes it seem like this is illegal. It makes it seem buy... like putting, yeah, like, surveilling like hiding the camera is not And allowed. that's what people were really <laughs> mad about. That's why it, like, there was such an uproar because people felt like they were being, I guess, recorded without their consent. But apparently mm. it's completely legal because I get, they're not. Yeah, I guess in the fact that, like, it's it's still a camera and, like, you're you're allowing yourself to be subjected to that to, like, stop theft and stuff like that. But, oh, my God, like, just use those cameras. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, you so don't have to make weird. it look like a person and be creepy like that. And then, like, I started thinking about how weird it is. And you can't even get the visuals. Sorry, that's weird. You can't even get the visuals. Like, you have to just imagine that they're listening and that they're looking at the mannequin. But it would be easier to see if someone is looking directly at a mannequin from the cameras. And then it could see people's races instead of having to assume their genders and their race. I also thought that was kind of weird that, like, who was the person who, like, wrote the code to determine what race a person was and what gender a person was what the fuck depending on their appearance <laughs> like that's generally considered pretty problematic today that like yeah. you can't wait just... i thought it was depending on their voice because they didn't know they're just any... listening for key how would you tell someone's like race from their voice oh that's why I was it's confused taking because so i thought it's you taking... said it was only audio no 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 it's watching you it's oh, taking video but it analyzes that video and then just stores the data that it gets from the video and doesn't oh. keep the video so okay. it, it like okay. is watching you and it says that's you know a white female and it stores white female and then deletes the video okay. so your face okay. is never stored but like who you are i guess is stored yeah, but yeah sure. i don't like i just don't understand who yeah that's so weird who designed that thing that apparently can figure out what race you are what gender you are and what age you are based on your appearance it's a little weird it is a little weird um i don't like it so yeah it just got me thinking about like how weird it is that like it's almost like mannequins are just starting to take up this role where people are like looking up to them for guidance like it's like people are modeling themselves after mannequins instead of mannequins being modeled after people you know, they're not looking at like, oh, this is what the human body looks like. Let's make the mannequin look like the human body. They're being like, mm-hmm. this mannequin is here and people are like, oh, I'm going to model my body off of that hunk of plastic that somebody made. It's weird because you'd think that people so would weird. be more, would feel more relatable towards a body that looked like closer to their own or closer to a body that actually exists in the world and that isn't underweight and unhealthy. Why would but I guess I that actually... kind of is why they might be just be selling the body though because it's like maybe people respond better to bodies that they would like to have. Mm-hmm. But that's still so yeah. fucked up that I like these bodies true. aren't even representative of a healthy human. But we're like, oh yeah, that's what yeah. I want to look like. Mm. It's like influencers. It's like we know that a lot of the stuff that they do is fake, and like for example, skincare. Like we know that they get a bunch of like hydroplaning and like electric like waves being sent through their skins and like botox and shit like that and then they're like buy this skincare <laughs> it's like we know it's not going to work but people are like well I want to look like that so badly that I'll buy it or like the people who naturally have clear skin and yeah. just like and then they're like this product saved my skin <laughs> yeah no like, no it didn't like you literally look the exact same like shut up <laughs> that's so funny or the or the ones where like People will be like, getting my butt done today. And they like get like a Brazilian booty lift. And then 
two months later they're like this is my butt workout thanks my trainer it's like bro we see you <laughs> like you posted the video you admit yeah. it to it like, like you're being very transparent which nothing. i like nothing at all <laughs> but they're not being transparent because like but yeah they're they posting that, that video the but then place. i think they're operating on the knowledge that not everyone that sees their video yeah. follows them and have seen the other ones and like it's just clickbait of like point. ooh look at that booty i want that booty i'm going to click on that video cuz that's how she got it without actually being aware of the fact that that person got their booty enhanced which there's nothing wrong with that all power to you if you want to get your booty yeah. enhanced but that's a great point be upfront about it you know yeah don't attribute it to your workout <laughs> to your trainer <laughs> Like, us OGs know what's really up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's... Really... Anyways, the mannequins are concerning. I don't like how it's sexualizing young women at a young age, and it's mm. making them think that that's what they need to look like, and it's putting ideas into their minds that can lead to really unhealthy adulthoods, and, you know, it's just a bad time. Like, when you're, like, how old... Like, what is a young woman? Like, under the age of 18? Like, that's a very, de- de- excuse me, developmental years. So it's rough to see that kind of stuff around you all the time and then feel mm-hmm. like you need to conform to it. What in reality, yeah. like, it was probably created by men, which is the most disturbing part, <laughs> is that the fact that they're making unhealthy young bodies probably based on, I'm sure there's a formula or something, but it's probably also partially based on like a fantasy that they're like i'm gonna add nipples to it yeah <laughs> like i mean i don't need to bring it closer to a human why do you need the a- decision mm. to put a nipple on a mannequin but i feel like i'm willing to bet a lot of money on the fact that it was probably a man i'm gonna say yeah man. probably <laughs> right it's just a strange decision i totally agree and like if if that's the case right okay hear me out on this one if the yeah. point of putting nipples on a mannequin is to see how the shirt conceals your nipple. How about putting a full penis on a man with like the mushroom <laughs> cap to see how the shorts cover the penis? That hasn't happened. I, don't I think see that's that a very, very <laughs> solid point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like why is it? Yeah, why is it only? on yeah i mean people need to chill with sexualizing women basically like (laughs) just don't do it you creeps oh my gosh yeah but yeah i know that a lot of people probably haven't had that many deep thoughts about mannequins before and probably even just like didn't notice that mannequins had nipples but i encourage you to think a little bit about (laughs) it next time you see a mannequin Ask yourself, what kind of store is this? What are we selling? What's the population in the store? Who are Mm. these people? Who is the target? And then ask yourself if it's gross. The answer is probably yes. (laughs) Just a little spoiler for you. (laughs) Really, any representation of a woman's body is normally gross. So That's a good point. Um, Any last thoughts before Mm. I jump into my point? Mannequins are weird. I don't understand why they have nipples. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That was very good. That's all I have. Um, <laughs> so, as we all know, we're all cool here, okay? 
we're all really really cool and cool people don't do drugs at least that's what dare wanted you to think (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the second half of the podcast where i dive into the dare program d.a.r.e which stands for drug abuse resistance education um and how it actually didn't work (laughs) and how telling people that drugs will make you die doesn't actually make kids want to do drugs less and actually in some cases it made kids want to do drugs more maybe not want to do them but it was more likely for them to experiment with the drugs because they had learned about it at such a young age they start Mm. you off in grade four (laughs) learning really about drugs yeah how do i not remember this I don't know. I, it must have not have happened to you because maybe, maybe I blocked it went out. To a public school. I don't know if that oh, makes maybe. a difference. But I went to a Catholic school, and I remember this very clearly. Like the police first. Okay, so the police come in to teach you about this like drug thing, and it gives you it draws a lot of attention to learning about drugs. And, like, kind of how to do them. Like, I remember very clearly learning that, like, you can smoke crack and, like, not smoke it and eat it and stuff like that. (laughs) And, like, I remember learning that you can smoke weed and that there's such thing as edibles. Like, I had never known this stuff unless it was because of the D.A.R.E. program. Like, I learned... I learned fun names too. Like they taught me that crystal meth can also be called like special K and like it became like a joke in our class that like, oh, you're eating special K for breakfast. Like you're a drug addict. Like "Ah." Like, it was so not (laughs) useful. Like I I know, I know. And like it was I mean, but like it might be useful for maybe not in grade four, but for somebody who's a little bit older to like know the street name of drugs just in case you know oh definitely someone's like do you want special k and you're like yeah my love cereal sure you know that might be a weird situation (laughs) to be in yeah you're right that's definitely the reason that they wanted to teach that like i mean it worked (laughs) but i i was just like this is a lot of fun like i get to memorize all these fun quirky names for drugs and then use them in my future not just kidding um so um the Okay, so let me like get into a little bit of history. So D.A.R.E. started in the 1980s, 1984, I believe. And it was kind of a thing that Reagan, the wife, did. I don't remember either of their names, but I know their last names were Reagan. Ronald, and the wife... Ronald Reagan. I don't know the wife, but I'm pretty sure okay. his name is Ronald Reagan. I think so, too. That sounds right. So the wife, um, she kind of started this whole, like war on drugs, um, which is a whole other topic. We're not going to get into it. This was her part of it, right? And this whole just say no movement kind of became really, really big in the 1980s and the 90s. So every single time like the message came on the screen, it was always just say no. They ran these ridiculous ads. I'm sure you've seen the classic one where the man is frying the egg. And he's just like with the fryer and he's like, this is your brain. And then he fries the egg and he's like, this is your brain on drugs. Yes. (laughs) It's like, thank you for that. That was Thanks. literally useless. Um, <laughs> so um, he, there was that. And there was like a bunch of other ones where they were just like singing, like, just say no, just say no, because you got better things to do. Like all this really like weird what, stuff. Though? Like what, though? What better things do I have to do? I don't know. Like you're in school. Learning is boring. Like there's literally nothing better to do. <laughs> like you just want to hang out. So their whole message was just say no say no say no say no no alternative option just do just if someone offers you drugs just be like no because i'm cool and i don't do drugs 
Mm-mm. So anyways, the cops come in. They do a 45-minute lecture on how drugs mm-hmm. are. They try to scare you, try to terrify you into if you do drugs, you will die, right? So here's the problem with that. Kids will very quickly learn that you won't die from doing drugs. You know, <laughs> like maybe their older brother like smokes weed yeah. or something like that. And then they'll see them smoking weed and they'll realize that they didn't die. And they're like, oh, wait a second. But Dare told me that everyone's going to die if they like smoke a little bit of weed or a little bit of crack. Mm -hmm. So that just must mean that everything they said isn't true. So it was very easy to discredit the entire program once they learned that like it isn't true. Or like what if their parents used it? Like their parents are like functioning adults in society. They're living, they're doing their thing. Like it's not, it just didn't really, it didn't really stick basically. And also, I feel like a lot of being a young person is about rebellion. And yeah, that's having another one of my cop points. You're right on the nose. Tell you that it's not cool to do something is going to encourage a lot of young people to do that thing. Yeah, exactly. Especially Cops don't know in, what's cool. In like the mm-hmm. 80s and the 90s, too. Like this carried on. Like this program was a thing until um, 2013. And then in 2017, they tried to get it to come back. But <laughs> anyway, so not. in the, okay. I know, right? In the 90s and the 80s, um, you know, the world was kind of just like, fuck the police. <laughs> like it was cool to say fuck the police. And it was yeah. cool to be like, no, we have It is cool to say fuck the police. If you I know mean, anything yeah, about police, is. is that they <laughs> don't interact well with the public. Like, yeah, literally. Okay, so I have some quick um, info here. So when it comes to marijuana specifically, in 2008, 5.8% of 8th graders, 13.8% of 10th graders um, were smoking weed. And then they checked, like, after they did the whole dare thing, starting in grade 4, right? So these are grade 8s. Five years later, um, 7% of 8th graders (laughs) were doing doing drugs. 18% of... Oh, no. 10th graders so that's an eight percent increase for 10th graders and uh two percent increase in eighth graders did i say that right i don't know numbers confuse me my brain kind of <laughs> shuts off when me people too. start saying numbers so <laughs> i was waiting for but, the summary <laughs> okay <laughs> but i mean you get the point like the numbers yeah. went up kids learned about drugs in grade four five six seven and eight like, cool. and it, after, five years after they learned it the numbers went up like by like nine to two to nine percent the numbers happens. went up i know they also included a number for seniors but i didn't think that was relevant but i mean if you want to know the percentage went up by three years over five percent i don't know if that's relevant though wait hold on hold on, um, hold on. also something interesting are they yeah wait are they going into senior homes and doing the dare program is that what's happening? They're like, get seniors I'd, off of narcotics. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, it I didn't, didn't know that was a problem. Like, me neither. It didn't seem like they were doing it in the um, in the study that I read, but possibly. I honestly don't know why they included that because I don't think that they were like. I don't know. Maybe kids were becoming seniors. I really have no idea. I feel like I'm fine. And then with another, seniors doing drugs, like me too. Like you just let do them it enjoy their management. life. God. And that's the thing too is that they didn't teach about like why you might medically need to be on marijuana like medical marijuana was a thing i don't Mm. know if it was a thing in the 80s but definitely in the 2000s people had started coming around to it Mm -hmm. and they were just like okay it's good for pain management it's good for anxiety it's good for all this stuff and it was kind of becoming accepted like obviously because it became legalized in 2017 18 so 
they didn't, they only taught you of the bad things. So if you went home to your parent and were like, you're smoking reefer, the devil's lettuce. The parents <laughs> were going to be like, what the fuck? Hello? Kid? Like, what is your school teaching you? It's not right. <laughs> um, something else that was interesting is that people who did the program mm. reported low self-esteem later in life. And that's huh. the only thing that I got out of that. I was just like, maybe, maybe we could dissect so that. So it wasn't effective. Really... And somehow made people feel like shit about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I know. Um, it's yeah. The whole, like, conversation around drugs like this, like, reminds me exactly of the conversation around, like, sex education and teaching abstinence oh. versus actually just teaching, like, safe sex. Oh, because if my you just, God, I know. Because, like, it's inevitable that people are going to, like, especially young people, are going to experiment with drugs. Like, it's just... It's something yeah. that's inevitably inevitably going to happen. And if you don't teach people, like, actual information about it, and maybe, like, that there could be safe ways to engage in this behavior, and this is how yeah. you should do it, but there's also very unsafe ways of doing this, and this is what those look like, it might turn out a little bit better. I know. They didn't teach that, though. They were like, the second you touch it, you will become addictive. And, and you'll get pregnant and will be down. <laughs> such mean girl energy it's right? crazy <laughs> um so in 1998 dare did a study and mm. they found out i don't know how they managed to skew this evidence they found out that there was a 50 percent decrease in likelihood of high-risk drug use among students who participated in their program but then a bunch of other people did research uh, the article says plentiful research, so I'm assuming that that's a lot. And there was an actually a 59% increase of illegal drug use among high school seniors and a 92% increase among 8th graders who reported lifetime use of marijuana between 1991 and 1995. 8th graders? Increase. Yeah. Who, like, reported that they were on it, like, for life. Like, I guess they did the statistics, like, from, like, one point to another. But, like, they had been smoking for four years by that point. Because the study was done 1991 and 1995. Eighth insane? graders had been smoking for four years. They started. Well, they probably started in 1991. And then Wait, they... Wait, wouldn't that mean that they were in grade four when they started? Um, no. So, the Am eighth I understanding graders were... Numbers wrong? Yeah. Almost. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just move it up a little bit. Just move okay. it up a little bit. Like, <laughs> just move it up to... They did the rest of this, um this statistical analysis when the eighth graders were in grade 12. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fourth graders were smoking pot? <laughs> I was so concerned. I know, right? Sorry oh. about that. That, was, that might have been a little confusing. Don't worry, guys. 92%? <laughs> that was this really program scary. needs to be I shut down. Such an experience. I was like... <laughs> Where did I go to school? Because 92% of my fourth graders oh, were not same. Out. 0% of eighth graders at my school smoked weed, even knew what it was. <laughs> Ugh. Like, the only thing we knew about drugs was from the D.A.R.E. program. Like, how, how much does that kind of tell you about how it doesn't mm -hmm. work? <laughs> I remember, like, thinking for a long time, believing that, like, LSD was addictive. And maybe this came from D.A.R.E. because I don't know where I got that information because it's it's not addictive, right? No. Yeah, no, it's not addictive. Like, what the fuck? You might I don't know why I thought from... that, but I was like, you can't uh -huh. have LSD because you'll get addicted and then your life will be ruined. Like, 
that's where my brain went with LSD. But like people are now using like psychedelics and LSD for like really positive things, like for mental health purposes. And I think at one point in the 80s, LSD was actually uh, used in clinical trials to fight PTSD in soldiers. Yeah, it's like coming back now. So it was it coincided with the Reagan thing. So it was um, like an up and coming thing in the psychiatric or psychological field or whatever and there are a mm-hmm. lot of grants for it but then i'm pretty sure it was reagan who started this war on drugs and the funding like plummeted and um like research stopped but they're picking yeah. it up again now good honestly so good like i think i think in small doses yeah that'd be really cool yeah um like why can't we use these things for if good they're helpful I know, to us Right? That's why, like, it's so good that marijuana became legalized, because it's pain we, management. Like, And we take so many other drugs. That, antibiotics? Like, yeah, that doctors make narcotics for pain management. Like, doctors make yeah. these things and, like, have studied the effects, and why can't we do that with, like, actual drugs? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they can also, like, you can also use them recreationally, but why is there such, like, a taboo against them? It doesn't really make sense. Like, so I used to think drugs. that... <laughs> I used to have this really, like, stupid theory that when you were high, the world that you were in was the real world. <laughs> when you were sober, it was, like, the government's world, and drugs oh. is the only way to escape the government control and, like, see... You're not wrong, though. ...the lens they provide you. <laughs> You're, like, Thank not you. wrong. Thank you. 100%. Oh it's this whole, like, resisting, you know, like, productivity, resisting capitalism. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. using your time to engage in something that the system has told you makes you like an unproductive piece of shit but being like no i'm gonna do that and i enjoy it and i feel free and happy when i don't have to engage in the things that you tell me to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe think about that capitalism if you want people to stop doing drugs stop making their lives so shitty (laughs) and you know what like i feel like most of the appeal to drugs is the fact that they're illegal i'm not gonna lie like once like marijuana became legal i'm pretty sure the usage like went down like no one cares anymore because it's not fun to buy it you have to go to a store you don't have to go to a sketchy person like there's no point anymore (laughs) unless you actually enjoy (laughs) and i remember having conversations with so many like i guess like older people when the conversation about legalization of marijuana was happening and they were expressing like concerns over oh but now it's going to be so accessible for everyone like everyone's going to start using marijuana or like smoking pot or whatever but yeah i was like i don't know a single person who doesn't smoke pot because it's illegal like everyone has their reasons (laughs) for like smoking pot and not smoking pot and there's people that choose to engage in it and people that don't but not a single one of those people legality was ever in the question like no one cared that wasn't the reason that they weren't doing it so legalizing it isn't going to fundamentally change people's like morals and what they believe like, if you smoked it before, you're going to continue to smoke it. Like, yeah. new people, maybe new people are going to try it. Yeah. Which is great. Maybe people it's who are like new... on the edge are like, now there's a safe way to do it where I know it's, yeah. you know, it's not contaminated and like I'm not going to lose my job or whatever. So, like, people on the edge, maybe, but like, yeah. The hard no's and the hard yeses didn't change at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you just like um, gave people a safer so avenue weird. to do it. What's yeah. wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. I think that's kind of the thought process behind the whole safe injection site thing, too, mm-hmm. is giving someone a safe way to do it. Because you know you can't stop people from doing it. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and we've, we've seen this. Just mm-hmm. tell people not to do it. They keep doing it. Like Yeah, exactly. So. Especially at that age when you want to say, fuck the system. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like at every age, I mean, yeah, that never stops. 
<laughs> and I can kind of see how this like dare program might have not only like started but perpetuated the whole stigma against people who use drugs. And like there's this idea oh, that if like definitely. you're a drug addict, then you're like lesser of a person and you don't deserve like social services and which absolutely makes no sense. Yeah, that's so stupid, but I encourage you all to look at some of the ads that they used to run because it was so weird. <laughs> the one of the weirdest ones that I saw was these three people on a couch and the guy was like, "Oh, uh, we smoked weed. Like three of us smoked pot and we just chilled on his couch for 11 hours." But not me. I chose to not participate. And then like the the main idea was like Nothing can happen to you, too, if you smoke pot. Great. Sounds like Like so much fun. I'm so excited (laughs) to sit on the couch for 11 hours and not enjoy it. It was so weird. What was that advertisement getting at? You can either sit on the couch for 11 hours and have no fun, or you could do it and really enjoy the experience. Mm. I guess it was that they didn't have jobs, maybe. Like, maybe (laughs) because they were stoners. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it just made no sense. Good good for you. Yeah, maybe their job is a drug dealer and they're making more money than you, ad man. (laughs) That's very strange. Right? Not, yeah, I can see that why that probably wasn't. It just didn't really work. Like, people were more likely to do drugs. Okay, Okay, so even though D.A.R.E., Mm-hmm. read all this evidence right they were like okay we're reading all this plentiful evidence the ceo of dare refused to stop the program in i think it was like 2000s early 2000s he was like no we're not stopping the program because it works and then he said quote stopping dare is like kicking your mother who just made you apple pie unquote <laughs> so this man was very 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 much against stopping dare because he just saw it as like this service this like sweet service that someone was doing for you out of the kindness of their heart and then you just be like "Uh, uh, fuck you (laughs) fuck you mom (laughs) that's so aggressive like no very the stats say it's not working you're making it worse like Mm -hmm. but you know what i think it actually was the fact that the dare program was reigning in two billion dollars in 2003 well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> wonder why I they kept mean, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And the, like, think about that, you guys. The main issue that I have with all these, like, promotional issues is that, like, I'm in the social dimensions of health. That's my program. And, like, there's a whole plethora of research that says that, like, people, the things that influence people's behaviors are largely external and they have to do with like the conditions that people are living with and maybe like the trauma that they have and maybe poverty that they're facing or the job market that they're facing or mental health like it's not people don't make the decision to engage in activity just solely based on like what's happening in their like you know an internal want Mm -hmm. just like hey i would like to do drugs for absolutely no reason like there's always Mm -hmm. a reason and that's like an external force and all these programs run the for like run the programs and they completely ignore all the things that like influence people to start engaging in this behavior 
Like, obviously, drug addictions are a bad thing that we need to address, but, like, why don't we start looking at why people develop drug addictions instead of just saying, like, it's your fault for ever doing drugs. Like, it's your problem. Yeah. You have to fix it. And never recognizing that, like, the conditions that they're living in may have largely influenced that. Yeah, And that's, that's one of the big problems I have about it. Like, there's recreational drug use and then there's addictions. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with recreational drug use and then if we want to actually effectively address addictions like we need to start addressing like why the addictions are happening not just blaming yeah. an individual for developing an addiction mm-hmm. and scaring does kids nothing. isn't the way to do it no <laughs> like scaring someone isn't going to stop their external environment from influencing them from something happening to them like 100 percent. like if you actually have these people's best interest in mind and want to make a positive effect on people's lives, like, the government has to start owning up to the role that it plays mm-hmm. in causing these problems. Yeah, instead of investing $2 billion into a D.A.R.E. program, maybe, well, they didn't invest that money, but they invested some money into it, I'm they sure, put to money pay the police into it. officers. Yeah. yeah. Pay the police officers, pay them to do their training, pay people to go into the schools and stuff like that. Like, maybe your money would be better spent on social services. Yeah that don't include <laughs> going to a school like maybe just change the world and then maybe <laughs> yeah change the system change the that world. makes people yeah. yeah that makes people feel like they have to do drugs mm-hmm. to cope so so what we've learned from this is that scaring people into not doing drugs mm-hmm. like this form of scaring is not going to work there's a lot of things that they failed to consider and continued to fail to consider up until 2009, which is when they changed the program name to Keeping It Real. Or, like, they didn't change the name. They completely <laughs> shut down Dare because it Keeping didn't Keeping It Real. Work. I know. I don't want to. <laughs> what so the stupid. heck? Yeah. And then, heck? like, Real, real was an real? acronym. Just like Dare was an acronym. Resist, evade, or sorry, resist, explain, evade, leave. So instead of preaching and leave, peace out. Instead of preaching, just say no. And if you don't say no, you're stupid and you're going to die. They started a new program. Like someone new came in and changed everything because they were like, this isn't fucking working. And they were like, okay, we need to aim towards young people's want to be an individual and to want to be unique and to want to like be different and to have their own autonomy, which is something that a lot of the times like we're lacking at that age. So they yeah. kind of decided to turn it into like a thing about getting out of any situation instead of just drugs. So it was like if you're uncomfortable in a situation, they didn't have to specifically say it was drugs. Then they would be like, well, you can, you know, you have a few options. Like you're not just your your only option isn't to say no. Like you have some options and like. Maybe you won't die if you do meth once, or maybe you don't want to hang out with a person who's doing meth. Like, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely the better way to do it. Um, I'm really glad that dare isn't a thing anymore because it didn't fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, like, we just need some, like, realistic drug education for young people. Not just, like, if you smoke pot, you will die. They're heading. I know. Like, what the and fuck? even like, just obviously like that's not cons- gonna work. considering like pot to be on the same level as like meth. Yeah. It's just <laughs> wild. 
<laughs> Absolutely insane. wild. Wild. I mean, these bro. are not these are not at all the same things. I know. And then like when you're young, you're like, ooh, cheating death. That sounds like fun. Like you have no idea. <laughs> it's like comparing like life. kombucha to alcohol. Like it's just not even <laughs> not even comparable. That's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. That's stupid. How to stop drugs completely. Don't ever touch them or you will die. Anyways, point is, if you do drugs, you're cool. Thank you for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. That's not the point. The point is, fucking Dare needs to chill. And I can't believe that they thought this was going to work and that they continued to work this program even after they had so much evidence that it wasn't working. You know what? That's the most appalling part to me. It's not that, like, they thought it was going to work. Like, okay, fine. You had an idea and you're like, let's try this out. I think it might, you know, better people's lives. Sure. Okay, that's fine. But when you have clear evidence that's saying you're making the problem worse, just like blatantly ignoring that, ignoring that and being like, no, we're going to keep doing this because it's making us lots of money, even though more yeah. kids are now doing drugs. Like, like hello. the kids. What about the children? About like, the you're children? really not thanking. <laughs> what about the fourth oh, graders? Them so... fourth graders doing drugs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> For their whole life. <laughs> it's true. Okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hundo, Hundo P. Life updates, Courtney? <laughs> Want to tell us about your chair? Oh, yeah, sure, guys. Sure. So my chairs sat in my living room, um, untouched for, like, three weeks. Because, yeah, I got to the point where I had to, like, spend money to do anything with them. But then I was like, what if I never make any money off of them? How can I justify spending money on them? So I was just in a weird spot with them. But, um... Sinead ordered me the piece that I was missing to finish the chair, which was very nice of him. So we're finally getting a move on the chair. We, like, had to, like, slice the foam of the seat off of, like, the board Mm. that it's attached to and then um, attach, like, webbing. You know, when you, like, sit in a chair and it has to, like, give, it's because there's, like, webbing on the bottom. So we had to Mm -hmm. attach some webbing so that you don't fall through the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we put the foam back on and then we reupholstered the bottom of it. Wow. We reupholstered a chair. I feel That's so accomplished. Crazy. Right? That is very, right? very I never thought that was something that like I'd be able to do. But yeah, I did it really and it cool. looks pretty good. And now yeah. the cats fight over it every night. <laughs> so and like Salem, she's a little bit of a shit disturber. And she likes to, like, destroy anything that's made of fabric. And I'm really nervous mm. about her sitting on this chair because it was a lot of work to get that fabric back on that chair. Yeah, she's going to just, like, But, like, I can hear nails her nails, it. like, digging in and pulling every time she moves. And I swear to God, she stares right into my eyes as she does it. <laughs> she, like, looks at me as she's doing it. And I'm like, stop. Stop. She knows. Shit. She's such a little shit. So... We'll see if it's in a condition to be sold after we're done. But at <laughs> least not, we're doing I mean, something. Cats we can love keep it. Yeah, it. and you learned how to reupholster. That is so cool. cool. What a, yeah, right? Cool My friends um, learned how to do that in theater school, and it is a very oh. valuable skill. It, it took That's them a cool. long time to reupholster a chair. But, I mean, they looked great. It was fucking, yeah, it was a lot. And you didn't even have any of the, like, you had no instruction. You didn't have anyone handing Some you all the tools. YouTube so tutorials. that's very impressive. I feel like I can learn to YouTube do anything tutorials. now. 
just based on YouTube tutorials. Yeah, don't pay for college. Don't pay for Catch props class. Catch me building a house. <laughs> All with YouTube tutorials. Now that you got the foundation down, <laughs> you need to go get wood. <laughs> uh, it'll be good. It'll be fine. We got this. Yeah. You could probably build like a school bus home. I feel like yeah, a, I think like I could a do big, that. big house. Like probably not. Sure. But like a house and a school bus. Like that. I think the only part that I wouldn't be able to do would be, like, the electrical. That scares me. Electricity scares me. I don't think it's as hard as you think it is. Like, I think you would actually be able to figure it out. It's very simple. Scary. (laughs) No, no, you got this. I don't want to die. Red to red, ground to ground. Ground first, always. That's all you need to know. I don't even know what that means, but... Got it. Got it locked in. Ground (laughs) first, red to red, ground to ground. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) You're set, dude. You're ready. Yeah. So anyways, I don't think that I would be able to do the electrical work on my own home, but I'd be able to build the rest of it. I think just based on YouTube tutorials, only only based on the fact that I was able to reupholster a chair. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I'm basing this knowledge on. That's the only evidence we have. (laughs) Big things coming. And you were able to dye your hair. I didn't even use a YouTube tutorial for that one, guys. Just instructions on the back of the box. Yeah. Nice. I don't think I don't think I could it have messed great. it up actually. So yeah, I don't think there was very many ways. I literally hadn't washed my like... hair in like two days and didn't even brush it before I put the dye in. Oh. I was like, all right, while well, ah. we're doing this, <laughs> <laughs> and then like halfway through, I was like, I probably should have brushed my hair. Like my hair was like matted I think you and like washed it. <laughs> I literally oil, took like... it out of like the ponytail that had been in for like two days and just started. Oh my god, putting that's dye so funny. It, so. Like, I don't think it's something it. that it's... I could have messed up. I did everything I could to mess it up and it didn't mess up. So it looks so good. It's so shiny. Oh man, the black is really coming out on the one side now. I really like it. Ah, you look like a model. <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. All right. Hair what about you? What's new lit. in your life? Updates. I was just thinking about hair and I put on like this brown wig at my friend's house the other day and I don't know what it was but I think it I think it was the bangs because it looked so bad oh (laughs) like I just don't have the skin tone for brown hair I (laughs) I thought you were just about to tell me that you're gonna dye your hair brown and I was so excited absolutely not (laughs) I was born a blonde and this is the color that I was meant to be (laughs) oh um, other than that, I mean, I've just been procrastinating like crazy. Um, oh God. And in that procrastination, as you know, I have rediscovered Eminem mm. and this amazing musical called Beetlejuice. You guys, fucking, you need to check it out. It's, Which, just to clarify, is, it, is a musical made about the movie Beetlejuice. If you hear Beetlejuice yes. and you're like, that's a movie. No, there's like a musical. That's the same is. movie, and but it's like amazing. a musical. Yeah, it exactly. I think they changed I've some stuff. To- I haven't seen the musical. But it's a lot of fun. It gave me so much serotonin. I mean, like, new fave. 100%. <laughs> so take so, it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's that's it. fun. That's fun. Life I'm is, also feeling... Life is good, but bad. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I feel right? that. Like, I'm alive. I'm alive and... That's it. I guess well, <laughs> theoretically, right? but I'm also very unwell. <laughs> very unwell like really unwell but somehow like it's still really good like i'm happy right now but like there's an underlying sadness <laughs> anyways anyways um, um on that note <laughs> i think it's your turn to <laughs> conclude the podcast on that happy note okay great 
All right. Um, thank you so much for listening this week, guys. Podcast number 11. Lucky 11. I mean, definitely, like, feel the manifestation. No planets are in retrograde right now. So do your thing. Set your intention. Make it real. You got this. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Courtney's opinion on mannequin nipples and how weird it is and how maybe society like shouldn't be doing this to women mannequins like how like <laughs> stay tuned for the poll um and let us know what you think about this and same with my opinions about the dare program let us know if you ever had to be a victim to the dare program and um if you're a part of the 52 percent who now does drugs because of the dare program <laughs> specifically <laughs> nah, though because of the dare program not for any other reason <laughs> i mean how could you know but like the correlation is clear <laughs> um, um so if you want to participate in the poll please follow us on instagram at very.unimportant.people and we post all kinds of stuff on there and we post little teasers and like everything highlights and stuff and you can also follow us on Twitter at the unimportant PPL. You can email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. And that's H-H-T-R-S at gmail. Click here. <laughs> that, what I just said, click here at gmail.com. You can also find that. Um, Hello? Do I have that in our description? I think you can you can find it in our Instagram description too, so you don't have to worry about memorizing. Maybe. <laughs> it's also yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, we also have TikTok, and we're low key popping on TikTok, so make sure you follow us. Um, yeah, have a great. <laughs>